Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. Coming up. She was an amazing person, an amazing human being. And she obviously put up an amazing fight against you. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. A USC student reported missing yesterday evening has been found dead. She's 21-year-old Samantha Josephson, who friends called Sammy. Josephson was last seen by friends Friday morning between 1.30 a.m. and 2 a.m. off Hardin Street. Officials tell us she never arrived home and repeated calls to her phone went unanswered. Columbia police say surveillance video shows the 21-year-old getting into a dark car, possibly a Chevy Impala. Our hearts are broken. I mean, they're broken. There is nothing tougher than to stand before a, a family and explain how a loved one was murdered. She simply mistakenly got into this particular car thinking it was an Uber ride. The man convicted for the March 2019 kidnapping and murder of a 21-year-old University of South Carolina college student has been sentenced to life in prison. I'm joined by Kaylin Hagwood at WLTX in Columbia, South Carolina. Kaylin, I know you attended the entire trial and I want to talk to you about what you saw and what you witnessed. But let's start by going back to March of 2019 and what happened to Samantha Josephson. Well, she was a political science major and she was hoping to study law and she was about to graduate from USC. She wanted to go out and celebrate with friends in the Five Points area. That's a popular entertainment district here in Columbia. And so she was out uh, with friends. They were at the Bird Dog Bar. And during that time, she got separated from her friends. She said, hey, guys, I'm going home. She goes out uh, to the corner to catch her Uber. So while she's waiting there, and we actually, um, you know, see more of this throughout the trial, but while she's waiting there, she tries to get into one car and that car actually uh, pulls off. So that was not her Uber. Um, But then we see what prosecutors say was Roland's car pull up and pick her up. And and then she's never um, seen again. They say that, you know, he uh, took her to a wooded area in Clarendon County near where his family home was. Um, They say he killed her, stabbed her more than a hundred times. And then uh, he left her body again out in Clarendon County. And that's Nathaniel Roland, right? Tell me about what we know about him and what could have possibly brought him to that point in his life. You know, no motive was actually released in this case. No clear motive was actually said. Uh, The prosecutors did say in their opening statements that he had his eyes on her. Those were their words. Um, But, uh, you know, they said that he circled five points for roughly 20 minutes before he picked her up. So um, in my opinion, it almost seems as if they were trying to say that he was looking for someone and, and she was just the one that he found. I mean, this case highlights uh, one major issue is that, you know, people can get into a car thinking it's a ride share or something like that, and then something really terrible like this happens. Uh, but but it's also about, you know, a young woman who was just out for a night in the town, got into a car, and that was the end of her life. Uh, and, and you hear in the trial, I know you hear from family and, and a lot of people talking about Samantha. What can you tell us about her as well? What, what do we know? 
Yeah. So she was a USC student. She was studying um, political science. She hoped to go to law school. Um, She was about to graduate. Um, So, you know, by all accounts, she had a really bright future ahead of her. And uh, this was just a tragic, a tragic end to her life. How did they catch up with Nathaniel Rowland and what's happened in the past few years? He's been behind bars waiting trial, I guess, right? Well, it only actually took, this all happened very quickly. She was out on a Thursday night into a Friday morning. It happened Saturday morning, that very next Saturday. He was back in five points when he was arrested. Police pulled him over because they smelled marijuana in his car. Uh, Well, they pulled him over, I think, because he made a wrong turn. And then they pulled him over and, and they smelled a strong smell of marijuana. And I think that's what had him to get out. And that's when they mentioned to him that his car looked like the suspect vehicle and he took off running. But there was some... The defense said that's not how it happened, but um, he did. He is on video taking off running after he was pulled over in five points. Tell me about the trial. Uh, if we can jump ahead a few years, uh, you know, he was, as you said, it all happened pretty quickly. This horrific crime, an arrest, and then just recently the trial and then the sentencing. What sort of stands out for you having witnessed this trial? Well, you know, it was a very emotional trial, uh, obviously, for family. Um, They started pretty early, uh, beginning to show photos of her body. Um, And again, she was stabbed over 100 times. Um, So you can imagine what that would be like for family, what that would be like for the jury uh, and anyone else who was witnessing it. Um, The defense really focused it on DNA. That was a big part of um, conversation. And what they were saying is, hey, look, he didn't do this. There's no DNA of his on her body. And yet um, in the autopsy report, they said that her fingernails were um, were ripped or tattered, which would look as if or seem as if she put up, you know, a real fight against the person who who did do this crime. And so that was their defense. Hey, there's no DNA of his on her body. He didn't do this, but there is DNA of multiple other people. So they repeated that throughout the trial. And and so, right, the defense makes their claims uh, for their client, but then in the end, the jury sided with the prosecution and he was found guilty on all counts, right? Right. And and to that point, you know, the prosecution's response to that was one, you know, if he was wearing long sleeves and gloves and a head covering, these things would have protected his body um, from, um, you know, having scratches or bruises or things like that. And also her DNA was found on him. It was found under his fingernails. It was found on his shoe. It was found on his sock. Um, there was her blood all in the backseat of his car. Um, again, their phones tracked together for a period before hers stopped showing up and his continued to the area uh, near where her body was found. Um, so again, all these different things that uh, led the jury to decide that it was a pretty clear verdict in this case. Was there any surveillance from the ATM where he took her bank card and I think got out like $35, right? Uh, there was surveillance video and you couldn't see exactly who it was. The person was very uh, well covered. Um, and again, that was another defense tactic to say, well, how do you know who it is? Um, but what stood out to the person who testified to the ATM footage were the slides, the red and black slides that the person was wearing. They were wearing the same red and black slides, his red and black slides that were in um, inside of his car. Um and I wanted to bring up another point in the trial that was very important. Um, when you talk about very impactful moments, for the most part, you know, 
I would describe it as expressionless. You know, Roland didn't have really any kind of major emotional reaction or expression um, throughout this trial. But there was one point to me where he seemed physically uncomfortable. And that was when a girl he was dating um, took the stand. Um, She had, to me, uh, the most, if not one of the most powerful testimonies of anyone, because she said that he came to her house after, um, you know, Samantha Josephson went missing with blood all in his car and was trying to clean it out. And she said the car smelled like chlorine. And she asked him, you know, why is there blood all in your car? And he told her to mind her business. And he told her that multiple times, according to her. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. I've seen some, some of the video from the trial towards the end, uh, just before the judge sentences Roland to life in prison. Uh, And Nathaniel Roland makes a brief statement, followed by uh, rather lengthy remarks from the judge in this case. Actually, I want to play a little bit of that if I can real quick. I have dealt with the heartless. And you fall into that category. A person without any remorse whatsoever. A person who is totally emotionless, and in the law we call it a depraved heart. And it would be absolutely astonishing, amazing to me for the truth to be that you have engaged in this activity all of a sudden that there are not signs that your family can point to, that your friends can point to, where if some intervention had taken place, this young lady would have been protected. I don't know that. But as much as your mom feels in the bottom of her soul or pit of her stomach about you, I feel that same thing based on my experience and based on my observing you and witnessing the evidence in this case. And for you to have attended South Carolina State University, if your parents have given you as much as they gave you, and for you then, your life story to end right here at this point in time. Of course, your life story doesn't end, but this is a certainly a stop along the way. Is a tragedy. And whatever tragedy that cause or cause or causes these demons to reside within your soul and spirit, I don't know. Maybe at one point in time, since this is not a death penalty case, they can be exercised, exercised out of you. What was that like, Kalen, being there in the courtroom and hearing? I mean, first of all, he stands up and still professes his innocence, and then the judge uh, doesn't really hold back at all in terms of uh, his his sentence and what he has to say to the suspect here. 
Yeah, the judge actually said, you know, he had dealt with the heartless and that uh, Roland falls into that category. Uh, Roland's family got up and spoke. He said, he's a good man. He's innocent. The judge would have nothing of it. He said there was an avalanche of evidence um, against Roland. And then he gave him that maximum sentence of life. Kaylin, anything else before I let you go, uh, having been there for this trial, covered this case uh, and reported on it extensively? Well, there was another moment uh, that I don't want to um, to let pass. There was a em- envelope that was found, um, and it had a list of items on it. It said duct tape, tape whole body, matches, gasoline, and it had, uh, I believe, some other items on it as well. Well, um, they said that the the handwriting on that envelope actually matched Roland, so that was a list that he he had written, um, and I thought that was uh, very impactful testimony as well. Yeah, I can only imagine. And clearly the judge and the jury in this case agreed that there was a, a mountain of evidence and uh, Nathaniel Rowland will spend his life behind bars. Kaylin, thank you so much for telling us about this case and your coverage of this trial. We really appreciate your, your talking to us. Thank you so much, Will. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here every weekday, Monday through Friday with new episodes. Be sure to let your friends and family know about The Daily Crime. We'll see you next time. Vault Studios, Will Johnson.